Ampies, hello, it is intro time. A quick intro time because we need an intro and I'm just going to say it. Today's episode of The Empire Diaries is covering season one, episode five of the originals, Sinners and Saints. According to the episode description that I just googled, Klaus demands answers after his unborn baby is put at risk. Sophie divulges a secret. Davina reveals information about the witches. Yup, that's what happens in Sinners and Saints. And now, without further ado, The Empire Diaries. I don't remember how to start it. <laughs> welcome to The Empire it's Diaries. It's just welcome? We knew... Yeah, we knew the risk, but we had to podcast. Okay. I was like, is it hello I'm one of your hosts or just person. Shut up. <laughs> welcome to The Empire Diaries. We knew the risk, but we had to podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Latoya Ferguson. I'm Morgan Ludich. And I'm Jill Dayfield. And today we are watching the originals, season one, episode five, Sinners and Saints. Yeah. Hell yeah. I don't know what I say after that. <laughs> I got it. I got it. Uh, so, um, Jill, what did you think of this episode of the originals? Yes. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Can we try this again? Not as stilted as we just did it. I would look. That was a good practice, and now we know what parts of it. <laughs> uh, okay. Love to start again. And welcome to The Empire Diaries. We knew the risks, but we had to podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Latoya Ferguson. I'm Morgan Ludich. And I'm Jill Dayfield. And today we are talking the originals, season one, episode five, Sinners and Saints. Uh, there were some sinners. There were some saints. Mm-hmm. Really, mm-hmm. it was more about the harvest, and it should have been titled The Harvest. And I would never know yeah. what episode this is if you told me, oh, it's Sinners and Saints. I would think it's the party, as we discussed. It's a fun title, but not for what we just watched. It doesn't make any sense. I was very confused. <laughs> so that's uh, our, our material on the title. Good. We got that out there. Our type yep. five. <laughs> Jill, you know what I'm going to ask you, and not awkwardly and not fucking it up at any time. Yeah, you're doing great. <laughs> you're doing great. How did you feel about this episode of television? So I feel like I have to preface this with this is the first episode we're recording out of our summer hiatus. So my brain, mm-hmm. when I was like, okay, I'm going to need this previously. And then the previously happened and I was like, that gave me nothing. That gave me absolutely nothing. <laughs> the peas were both like super full of exposition, but also not. It was all about like Elijah's vibe and not so much what had happened in the season. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it was all about Elijah, which is good. Yeah. (laughs) Going in, I was like, I think I remember her fiddle boy dying. Did he die? (laughs) Well, no, he didn't die. And then he got his uh, memory wiped. 
Right. Oh, okay. So Klaus didn't secretly kill him. I thought Klaus like secretly killed him and she didn't know, but also I couldn't remember. But That's what I thought. I'm pretty, like, he was on the brink of death, but I don't believe that there was a secret killing because there was really – her not knowing, it wouldn't really do anything. Yeah, it wouldn't really. So she's like, I don't know if I'll see him again um, in this episode. So yeah, fiddle boy. Love a fiddle yeah. romance. But uh, overall, I had a great time watching. Once everything started coming back, I was like, oh, this is fun. I like this. I didn't mind Davina, uh, Miss Starstruck herself. Um, <laughs> I did miss her. It makes me want to watch Starstruck again. But <laughs> Jesus, Joe. Uh, uh, something about the sunshine, LaToya. <laughs> means nothing to me. It will never mean anything to me. Is it, it available on Disney Plus? Probably, yeah. <laughs> hmm, interesting. Have you know, fun just, watching uh, it. <laughs> Interesting for uh, live watch opportunities. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed it. Um, I really liked all of the stuff with Elijah and Davina. I thought that was really great. Mm-hmm. Sophie is cool as hell. <laughs> or no, Sophie was she cool as hell. She used to be. <laughs> Eight months ago. <laughs> How uh, dare also, they? I think I mentioned this in the chat too, that this was like very graphic. More graphic than I was expecting. A lot of throat slicing. What am I watching? A lot of throat slicing. (laughs) Even when like the the ladies are having their girls trip out in the forest and there's just like a a head. (laughs) I was like, oh, Jesus. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, this was like particularly gory. (laughs) Yeah. Which I think is cool. It would take us months to watch this episode. And then it surprised (laughs) us. (laughs) <laughs> wanted to scare us. Yeah. Yes. It was a nice welcome back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Absolutely. Morgan, uh, do you remember how you felt originally watching this episode? Probably not, but can you? Not at all, to be honest. Like, truly, when um, it cut to Marcel and Sophie hooking up, I was like, what? <laughs> I was, like, so confused. And when, like, Sophie was, like, coyote uglying, I was like, yeah. what? So I, like, cool. could not. Could not believe she did those two cool things when, from my recollection, she did zero cool things. So, yeah, I was pretty shocked um, for basically all of it. I think I remembered the Davina stuff, um, but I think it might have hit me a little better this time because uh, I felt uh, like, I don't know, more tuned into like her experience and stuff what about you latoya what do you remember of your first watch i definitely did forget that sophie used to be cool i like i completely (laughs) blocked it out of my mind that she was ever cool or had like fun (laughs) like just enjoyment in her life she i want to be her friend she seems awesome right yeah like also that her character smiled once like (laughs) even that was shocking Exactly. But I, yeah, I did remember like the Harvest stuff uh, with Davina and I uh, I thought that was really good because I I remember being excited for us to watch this episode because of that specifically. That, uh, so and the, the Marcel and Davina stuff and how he was like, he's her dad, like Klaus is his dad. And I love that so much. Yeah. That was uh, that was nice when I remembered it. <laughs> Yes, of course, Jill <laughs> forgot that Klaus is Marcel's dad. I was like, oh, cute. <laughs> You're like, all right. I loved that. It's great to be to bear witness to that. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, I was reminded that uh, the witch Agnes is a little bee. Uh, she hexed that poor innocent boy. That boy did not deserve that. Agnes, what the fuck? 
the worst. Why are you like this? Look within yourself, <laughs> ma'am. It's just I mean, not at okay. this point, I'm definitely anti-witch. Yeah. They don't seem cool. Not a lot of positive witch portrayals on this show. Yeah, yeah. The New Orleans witches, like, they are very much establishing them as their own thing. And it's a thing that sucks. I do remember originally when, when the next slice and started happening, I'm like, that seems like expression to me. <laughs> that is, that does seem like expression, baby. <laughs> um, yeah, but apparently it's not. <laughs> so weird. Again, from from what we know of the origin of expression, it seems like it was New Orleans from, you know, the the one, the first New Orleans episode we got last season of The Vampire Diaries, which was unrelated to the second New Orleans episode we got. I well and truly, like, believe at this point that episode's non-canonical. Like, I believe, like, that they were, like, there and they were, like, New Orleans is pretty. We really like it here. Maybe we should do an entirely different thing there and forget everything we did here originally. Sounds good. Okay, bye. <laughs> oh, God. The, the the season four of the Vampire Diaries <laughs> gang. It's just bad breaking of a story. Like, how is anyone in the writer's room that, like, why are we going there twice but there's no connection between the two <laughs> sometimes i remember that we covered season four of the vampire diaries during the 2020 election yeah. <laughs> and i'm like why did we do that to ourselves <laughs> that was like that was someone should have stopped us like someone should have been like are you guys okay because we weren't <laughs> we were miserable like just on all sides I want to go back and re-listen to season four just to hear how chaotic we were. I think it's ultimately, like, a, a good season of our podcast. Like, I think, like, the edits that we turned out once we cut a lot of the going, like, the, like, muffled screaming into pillows <laughs> and stuff, it ended up being, like, an interesting analysis where we, like for lack of a better way to say it, like, hold that season of TV's, like, feet to the fire in a way that, I don't know, is... Like, I mean, not that it's like, I'm going to say this was unprecedented uh, because I don't, no one's talked about the Vampire Diaries this much, not because we're like doing a huge important thing. No, but we're doing a I huge important was, thing. I mean, we yeah. are the best. And if you disagree with us, <laughs> yeah. uh, you're sexist, uh, you're racist, uh, you are canceled. And you're homophobic. So <laughs> it's the full, <laughs> it's the full fucking trinity. Watch out. Never disagree with us ever. But no, I think, I think we got to like, have a conversation that I think definitely for you and me, Latoya, had been boiling up for a long time. And Jill just got caught in the crossfire. <laughs> got to experience it. <laughs> but it was so nice to, I think we needed the prism of your experience to be able to prove to ourselves that we were not crazy. It was yeah. as if the season had gaslit us and Jill, you were there to just be a barometer and be like, no, <laughs> this is genuinely weird. I hope I'm no one's barometer. <laughs> Jill, again, you're the draw. You're what people come to listen to, even though you never speak. Yeah, I've... <laughs> I'll just giggle in the back. Remember, we're always <laughs> cutting you off because we're terrible people. No. <laughs> um, look, number one podcaster, Jill. That is just the truth. Um, but all of that said, should we uh, should we break on into this app? Let's do it. Let us Fuck get yes. our sinners and our saints on. 
Who are the sinners and who are the saints? Let's decide that throughout the episode. Okay. We begin our episode (laughs) in Davina's attic. (laughs) In a way, like, Davina's attic is her Kristen's corner. Like, she just lures people into that attic to talk to her. It's true. Um, So I really like Davina in this episode, except this scene where she is, like, peak, I'm a sexy baby. Like, this scene is garbage for her, at least. <laughs> the rest of the episode, she's good. Yeah, it's it's interesting because she has this, like, stilted way of speaking that I feel like comes from a desire to, like, misdirect us that maybe she's, like, an ageless being or, like, a vampire or something. But we have fully revealed in this episode she is a normal teenager born a normal teenage amount of years ago and lived a normal life up until eight months ago. So why does she say things like, you're the one they call honorable? (laughs) Yeah, we know she's traumatized, but like, she is normal. She's still a normal person. Yeah, she's still like, I don't know, she's not a million years old. You're the one they call honorable. And then you don't look well. <laughs> like, girl, you were on your MySpace eight months ago. <laughs> What's Davina's MySpace eight, song? <laughs> MySpace oh, song. my God. Uh, <sighs> my happy ending, Avril Lavigne. Yes. <laughs> Let's talk this over. It's not, not like, like we're, we're dead. <laughs> <laughs> this is everything. <laughs> Yes. Okay. Yes. 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 So we're already we've already sung once. This is already a great episode of the Empire Diary. <laughs> um, so Davina's like, "Hey, you're the honorable one," and he's and Elijah's like, "Yeah, I guess." Um, like I followed my but my followed my brother here to New Orleans to start a war. Does that sound super honorable to you? <laughs> Hot. Uh, I write in my notes. He's so gray. <laughs> <laughs> to the point he's blue. He, he was looking remarkably gray in this scene because he's like, you know, without blood for so long. But I don't know if I'd ever seen one of them be like conscious and like upright and look this gray before. <laughs> That's that original's power, baby. I'm also gonna about to finish mm-hmm. uh, this whispering angel that uh, <gasps> NBC Universal sent me. Hell oh. yes, the official rosé of bitch sesh for a while. Before yeah. Whispering Angel uh, rebuffed their advances and they had to change. And I don't know what it is now. <laughs> oh, I did not know about all of that. Yes, it was a really it was a really big deal. They asked for some like free or discounted cases of Whispering Angel. And Whispering Angel was like, who are you? And then... Whispering Angel's uh, not the, even, like good. <laughs> the rudest thing you can say to any Bravo fan <laughs> to forget you've met them. Um, so elijah's like okay so like yeah i'm i'm very gray right now (laughs) um but like i just want to clarify like are you like acting for yourself or are you acting as marcel's tool which i think is a very fair question and the question you would ask if you were elijah a nice guy who wants people to be able to act in their own interests and not because they're like someone else's pawn which is like how old is she 16 yeah yeah, I'd assume, yeah. So, um, yeah, he, like, <laughs> uh, she, he, she's like, why should I trust you? And he's like, I don't know. Like, I haven't eaten you, and I'm super hungry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he's like, yeah, I would never feed from a child. So Davina 
takes a big needle. Yeah, here's the sexy baby <laughs> shit I'm talking about. She pricks her little finger, her little fingy. She makes and a little then, lollipop. <laughs> and then she gives him the needle and he licks it. <laughs> no. Absolutely not. As usual, it's the penny hearts, no thank you, busting through the glass. That's what I have to say about that. Absolute uh, hard, hard yes. Um, but guys, his color comes back. It does. So thanks, Davina. In a way, we must thank her. <laughs> and as we as we sit there, not sure how to feel about anything, <laughs> we uh, we cut to our titles, uh, the originals. Um, so let's talk about Jiro real quick, so we can re- relive that magic we just did. Sorry, what was that about Gerald? <laughs> I'm excited to meet Gerald. <laughs> Jill, it's me, Gerald. Hello, Jill. <laughs> Hello, Jackson Maine. I feel like that's like, um. oh, you haven't seen the house bunny, Morgan. Have you seen the house bunny, LaToya? I feel like that's what you're doing. <laughs> like, is this Donna Ferris voice? <laughs> yes. I feel like she probably does that voice in Gerald. Just Friends as well. <laughs> <laughs> and now okay. I just thought about it. And just friend where he's like, your names are Clark and Darla? Darla. <laughs> um, so yeah, so cool of Elijah. We are in the Michelson Manor and we have this like Klaus and Sophie scene. And this twangy music, because we love that chicken from Popeyes. <laughs> bwah, bwah, bwah. <laughs> <laughs> so Klaus is like, we had a deal. Um, you know, who attacked Haley? What the fuck? And um, like Sophie says, she's like, I didn't have anything to do with it. I'm linked to Haley. Like, I don't want her to die. Rebecca shows up and is like, okay, well, who the fuck was it then? And Sophie's like, it was a faction of extremists. Sabine, uh, hot witch Sabine. Um, Jill, if you do not recall, she was hot and we and then, saw her before. And also that old bitch Agnes. That. Yeah. And Agnes too. was the one that uh, lured Haley away. And then the, all the shit happened. Mm-hmm. It's coming back, guys. It's there. there we go. Hell yeah. So it's like Sabine had this vision and she stupidly told the extremist witches about it. And it is um like – and Sophie's like, she has these visions all the time. They're open to interpretation. She's probably wrong. And they're like, okay, what's the fucking vision? <laughs> and she's like, oh, like nothing. Like just that your like baby would bring death to all witches. And then Klaus with an iconic line. <laughs> ah, well, I grow fonder of this child by the second. <laughs> <laughs> also, like, she should give examples of uh, Sabine's other visions that are open for interpretation, because that seems, like, pretty, like, cut and dry. Yeah. yeah like, how is that open for interpretation? <laughs> <laughs> we we uh, know about prophecies that are open for interpretation from Angel. We know about this. Yeah, we do. It's, it's, it doesn't end well for anyone's neck. But oh god, no, it doesn't. <laughs> so you know about that? As a we, the we in this situation is just Morgan and Latoya. <laughs> Joel, you know about some, some throats getting sliced on Angel? Yeah, I'm asking if you really, really do because I'm like, oh if no, not, like, had, do you know anything about? I Angel? literally know like, nothing now. Just to say, yes. it leads to something very hot. Ooh, aliens? What? Uh, no, no. <laughs> I thought you said aliens do something very hot. No, it leads to something very hot. Oh. <laughs> uh, I was like, Jill, are you like all about fucking aliens now? These last uh, three months have been wild for Jill. <laughs> 
Look, I did read Ice Planet Barbarians. So. <laughs> I know that that's a TikTok book, but I don't know what it's it is. about. <laughs> it's about aliens. It's a book. <laughs> oh God, uh, Lord, the internet was a mistake. Um, so, is this where I type in the chat? Have I missed Klaus? Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> I think that I have. Um, so Rebecca's like, okay, whatever. I like am supposed to protect this baby because I promised Elijah. Like, why don't you just tell me like how extreme these witches are and what they're gonna do? And you know, they reveal that Elijah is chatting with Davina, and Sophie's very intrigued. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And um, she's like, you know, I wasn't always an advocate for the witches. And she starts a flashback. Jill, what happens in that flashback? Um, she's doing fucking coyote ugly shit <laughs> and smooching girls. Hell no, H2O. Truly <laughs> unreal. She kisses a girl and I had no memory of that. Like, it's truly like... I am so bored by Sophie as a character that I cannot hold things about her in my mind. The fact that she kissed a woman, that should be all I care about. And yet (laughs) I forgot it as soon as it happened the first time I watched it. Yeah. When this happened, I was like, friends, be my friend, please. (laughs) I've watched the whole series and I completely forgot that Sophie ever did anything fun at all. In this episode that I remember liking. She's a coyote. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, it rules. This is kind of a, like her character on the detour, although that character is even more of like a, just a, a drugged out mess. Yes. Uh, good to me. Um, so I'm just screaming. Um, uh, Jane Ann shows up in this flashback and I realize I forgot what Jane Ann looked like. Did we, like we didn't really know what she looked like because right? she was like dead or she, she died, died right away. Quickly. Depending yeah, on which version of the throat. pilot you, we were watching, she yeah. died very quickly. We barely got to know her. It could be a different mm-hmm. actress. I don't know. Yeah, it's it, it actually. Yeah, it could be. We should should I look that up? Yeah, um, yeah real quick. Actually, look it up, Scotty. Um, Let's actually uh, you know do our due diligence. Yeah, that would be smart of us, right? Um, okay, wait. I had it, and then I click away from it. Malaya, her name is Malaya Rivera Drew. She portrayed Jane Ann Devereaux, and it doesn't tell me at all. Uh, uh, well, the wiki, the fandom wiki for this says she's recurring cast, so I would assume that means she was always Jane Ann. But let's see. Yeah, because it, it says Vampire Diaries season four, she showed up. So yeah, she was always Jane Ann. All right, Jane Ann, five ever. Uh, so Jane Ann's there. She hugs her coyote sister, and she's like, can we talk? Like, the elders have called a vote, and they're moving forward with the harvest. What is this, season one of Buffy? <laughs> so then in the present day, Rebecca's like, what's a harvest? Fair question. <laughs> Rebecca's like, what is this, season one of Buffy? <laughs> I wish. Uh, Sophie's like, it's a ritual our coven does every three centuries so that the bond to our ancestral magic is restored. We appease our ancestors and they keep our ancestral power flowing. Hmm. <laughs> so Sophie's like, yeah, you probably haven't heard of this because like the harvest always seemed like a myth. Um, and some people take that kind of thing very literally and some people don't. <laughs> yeah, it seems like a... Uh... These uh, 300 centuries later, uh, they took it very seriously. Very, very very seriously. seriously. (laughs) Uh, I hate hate them. (laughs) 
I hate the I hate the parents of these girls. I hate them so much. It sucks so much because like one, it just seems so culty that it's like, wouldn't people already be willing to die um for this like place if it's this culty and vibe? And two, if you believe they're gonna come back to life, why not tell them? Yeah. I mean, the fact that they didn't tell the girls what they were going to do, because, like, you're indoctrinating them. Like, you can indoctrinate the kids to be, like, I it's like, an honor to be chosen, you know, to be, like, sacrificed like this. But, like, they just hid it from them, and that's why it becomes a whole clusterfuck. Like, how can you lie to yourselves that you're not manipulative sacks of shit when you are slitting the throats of kids who think they're safe with you? Yeah. This is really dark. It's <laughs> yeah, right? Dark, right? Um, wow. <laughs> it's super fucking dark. So we see a harvest rehearsal. <laughs> um, the girls are like kneeling outside a meadow and they're all in white. And I'm like, yes, this is deeply culty. Um, and they're like saying, you know, to be reborn, we must sacrifice. We must have faith. And um, like they are like, do you have faith in the harvest? Sacrifice <laughs> keeps coming up, but they're also being told all you got to do is a palm slice. So of course, you're not thinking like we're actually going to be killed. Yeah, and as we know, palm slice, no big deal, happens all the time, happens every day. (laughs) Not going to hurt anybody. (laughs) Although I would disagree, and I would say that you'd have an ouchie on your hand for like two weeks, and it would really suck, but in this universe, I guess that doesn't happen. (laughs) And you couldn't even put a Band-Aid on it. I Like, just, you should cut yourself in a more convenient place. Um, (laughs) But whatever. Uh, so Sophie shows up, she interrupts it and she's like, I don't believe in this. And she's like here to like, um, she's like, she's like, I'm here to stop this. This sucks. Like, this is ridiculous. Like Monique, what are you doing here? And Monique's like, my mom told me that I have to. Poor Monique. Poor, poor Monique. So we learn that Monique is Jaden's daughter. Um, later, and I, there's no reason not to say it. I mean, now, it's kind of obvious here where she's like, My mom told me what it means, and she's like, So he's like, I'll talk to I'm your mom. To like, it's mom. clearly it's Jane Ann. Yeah. And then Davina is revealed to be the fourth girl in a row, you know, like who is going to participate in this uh, big spooky ritual that seems to have upset Sophie so much. So then uh, Sophie explains, like, they prepared the girls, like, for months, and they said, like, four would be chosen for the harvest, and they told them that it was an honor and that they were special, and I thought it was a myth. And Rebecca's like, okay, was it? Klaus's phone rings. (laughs) (laughs) It's Marcel! Yay! 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 Oh, God, I missed him. I missed him so much. He was looking so good. We've been depriving ourselves of Marcel, you guys. Fools, fools. Um, so Marcel's like, hey, there's a bunch of dead witches out in the bayou, and it looks like a werewolf did it. And since you're like immune to werewolf like bites, slash your blood is the cure for werewolf bites, like I would like you to come with me and, to the bayou. And wasn't it also that it was like it looked like a wolf did it, but it wasn't a full moon? Yes. Yeah, and it and it wasn't Klaus, right? Mm-mm. Yeah. So it was Gerald. <laughs> Perhaps. Allegedly. (laughs) Jill! You you think I'm killing witches? Don't tell them, Jill! (laughs) 
This is a good new bit. I like. Um, so uh, Klaus is like, "Cool, dead witches. This sounds fun." And I'm like, "Geez, we get it, dude." Um, so Klaus is like, "Cool. Haven't been to the Bayou in ages. I'm on my way." And then um, we see Marcel is being handed pictures by a very beautiful woman, and he sees a photo of a house, and he's like, "This is the one." Is that the Michelson's house, or I, I think it's probably where the house he was planning to move to with Davina, actually. Oh, cute. He got her a very pretty house then because it looked very big. <laughs> yeah. And um, also Klaus calls his baby that. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed very hard at that. <laughs> I again was like, I missed this man. <laughs> this garbage man. <laughs> I hate him so much, but I really missed him. <laughs> And Haley at um at a being uh her at her like unborn child being called that rolls her eyes at Klaus and goes you're all class, <laughs> uh, which like fair enough. And Klaus is like whatever, stay put. Like I'll hear the rest of your story when I come back. And I'm like you're asking her to pause mid flashback so you can go about <laughs> your business. I mean, Rude. well, she's a witch telling a flashback, so it's not as convenient as when a vampire does it and they act out every scene. Fair. Still, it's the principle of the thing. Um, so then uh, we go to St. Anne's Church. Uh, Father Kieran is there. Um, is this good. when he's in the leather sleeves outfit, which was making me laugh so much? Like, he's not like a regular pastor. He's a cool pastor. He has leather <laughs> sleeves. You know who was like the original rock and roller? The Lord. <laughs> oh my God. That's the kind of Morgan, shit Father Kieran away, I, was, I was explaining the Bible to Jill, so. Ooh, really? <laughs> we don't need to talk about that. I, I made a joke about the good book, and she's like, what's that? I'm like, the Bible. <laughs> she did ask me also, I'm sorry, I'm blowing up your spot. If there was a kid's version of the Bible, I'm like, yes, there are many. Yeah. Look, I was not raised religious. <laughs> I don't know these things. I don't seek out Bibles. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, I'm always seeking out Bibles. <laughs> uh, guys, <laughs> we're back. <laughs> so uh, Marcel arrives and Karen's like, are you here to visit your prisoner in the attic? And Marcel's like, she's not my fucking prisoner. I'm moving her tonight. Too many people know where she is. <laughs> Which, like, fair. It does seem like literally everybody fucking knows. Yeah, at this point. It's too much. <laughs> and Karen's like, it's really fucked up that you're using a child to keep all the witches from doing magic. And Marcel's like, um, if you're going to defend witches' rights, I'm not here to talk to you. And I'm like, yikes. Witches' rights. <laughs> um, so then upstairs in the attic, um, Elijah's playing with the violin. <laughs> the violin that Fiddle Boy left behind. <laughs> and Davina's like, that's not mine. Um, and Elijah's like, oh, okay, and like plays with it. Are you gonna do Davina impressions every time? Because that's that's good to me. Perhaps yeah, is I that like a it. solid Davina? That's pretty good. I like it. Because <laughs> of the only only criticism on my impressions, I will accept is from the two of you. So I'm, I'm really happy to have the review. I mean, we're we're great at our impressions. Like our Gerald is on point. <laughs> very accurate um so just wait, Marcel I'm sorry but Jill just wait till you meet Gerald you're gonna know I'm so excited <laughs> I'm gonna love him and I'm gonna like want to kill her <laughs> too much I think like if she likes him as like a purely comedic object I think that's fun and fine 
What about my man Galen Vaughn? You guys didn't like that one. <laughs> I remember that name. Uh, for Maybe. the listeners, this is not a visual medium. I did just uh, my backhanding joke. <laughs> I, I don't deserve away this. In, I looked away in horror at the mention of Galen Vaughn, so I missed that. So I'm happy that you recapped that for me. Someone who is has access to the visual medium. <laughs> Um, maybe if it hadn't, we hadn't been, uh, recording during the 2020 election, I could have enjoyed the Galen Vaughn bit more. (laughs) (laughs) I did like it, though. (laughs) It made me laugh. I miss him. I loved doing his dumb voice. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Hello, Damon. I don't like you. Scottish, I believe. (laughs) Yeah, right? He's supposed to be. Oh my god. Um the uh blank check did all of their twilight commentaries and uh that actor is a member of the Vulturi. So in the New Moon episode they were talking about him and I was like, "Oh, you mean Galen Vaughn from uh season 4 of the Vampire? <laughs> you going to talk about that? You going to talk about his credits?" <laughs> Connoisseur of context, my ass. <laughs> um, so- <laughs> Uh, so Marcel comes up, Elijah hides. I wish there had been more comedic Elijah hiding um, stuff. <laughs> I would have liked that and them to like break out little like originals comedy sting music. Oh, <laughs> that God. That would have made me very happy. Five episodes <laughs> in, they're already going for the, the comedic beats. <laughs> I would love that. Um, so Marcel's like, hey, Davina, we're getting you the fuck out of here. And um, she's like, oh, my God, amazing. And he's like, how's our original? And he goes over to the, check the coffin. And Davina's like, no, 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 no. I'm uh, doing a spell on him. So, like, definitely don't touch that because he's definitely there. Um, <laughs> and he's like, oh, okay, cool. I trust you completely. <laughs> Um, And he says, take only what you want to take. I'll buy you everything else that you need, which is a pretty sweet deal. I would take that deal from Marcel. (laughs) Yeah. Like, shut the fuck up, Elijah. Uh, He's going to buy stuff for me. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like, Elijah, get the fuck out of here. I don't care about, like, whatever righteous thing you have to say. Like, I would like a new flat screen. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely one of the things she needs. (laughs) (laughs) She needs more art supplies. (laughs) So Elijah pops out when Marcel leaves and is like, hey, you didn't reveal that I was awake. And she's like, well, yeah, we're not done talking again. So um, <laughs> that is so at least that's nice. She's she wants to hear him out, which is um, like Elijah is such a trustworthy person. Like, yeah, he has the best. I trust his face. Yeah, Even though I didn't like it at first. <sighs> Monster. Won't speak <sighs> of that. shit. <laughs> <laughs> I've righted my wrongs. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Was it dweeb or dork that you called him? I think a dweeb. dweeb. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never forget it was dweeb. <laughs> it hurt me personally. Who's this I was dweeb? So hurt by you that. shut the fuck up, Joe. <laughs> shut the Yeah, well, I've not never have... been shut down so quickly. <laughs> you could not have anticipated how hard we came back at you for that, <laughs> to be fair. Like, how often does someone show up on the Vampire Diaries for, like, two seconds and is a dweeb? And then we're like, yeah, LOL, we'll clown on this guy with you. But Elijah, we were like, you take that back. That is our husband. <laughs> Beautiful stuff. Uh, I miss talking about these shows with you guys. I know. I missed, Happy to be back. I missed you guys. And I missed, I missed our friends. I missed our friends a lot. I miss our friends. I miss our enemies. (laughs) 
<laughs> each, every one of them. Uh, and so Elijah's like, you and Marcel are close. And Davina's is like, yeah, he's my family. And Elijah's like, yeah, but he hurts witches. Like, aren't they your family? Doesn't that bother you? And she's like, no, they deserve it because they're liars. Okay, that's what Ooh. I have written down in my notes because I'm like, the witches are what? Cars with a K? <laughs> <laughs> Hang <laughs> the, the L and I was looking like a, a K, and I was like, I don't know what I wrote. In many ways, they are cars. Witches are cars. Now <laughs> <laughs> that's what our merch should say. <laughs> witches are cars with a K. <laughs> Will you buy our witches are cars with a K merch? Uh, let us know. Any merch we have should be the absolute worst and most obscure <laughs> reference that no one would want to wear in public. Which is our cars with a K written in Comic Sans, nothing else in our store. <laughs> like a knockoff you- Lightning McQueen. Yeah. <laughs> no, we should like knockoff Bart Simpson on the shirt. Yeah. I was going to say knockoff Lightning McQueen, but we put a little witch's hat on him, but I also like knockoff Bart Simpson. Those are the two options. Yeah. Those can get it either way. <laughs> Never say we didn't give you options. <laughs> oh my god. So uh, we flashback back to harvest ritual rehearsal. We're back outside the farmhouse. And Davina explains, like, yeah, I was really fucked up. Like, they made us do this, like, ritual. They said, like, our participation would bring our families strength and health, that we'd be celebrated as saviors of our community. But really, all they wanted was more power. Mm-hmm. And I left before they could get it. And now they're running out of time because after the harvest comes the reaping. And if they don't complete the harvest, there won't be a reaping. So all the witches in the quarter will start to lose their power. And eventually they'll cease to be witches altogether. And what does it take to complete this ritual? What does it take to complete this ritual? (laughs) (laughs) She has to die. She She has to die. And she, she does not want the D. On a scale of wanting the D and not wanting the D, she is like hard not wanting the D. From Elena to Davina, how much <laughs> do you want the D? The first team to be like, no thank you to the D. I'd like to live? <laughs> Question mark. Every character on the Vampire Diaries is like, what's wrong with you? Elijah's like, wait, you have to die and you're not cool with that? You're the first teen I've met in a long time who wants to live? Wait, you wouldn't just, like, stab yourself in the gut as a power play? (laughs) Wait, if if I turn around and then turn back, you're not suddenly going to have slit your own throat, are you? (laughs) Elijah's baffled and off of his shocked reaction, we go into our next scene. Oh my god, I love it so much. I love these shows. (laughs) (laughs) So we we go to the cemetery. Sophie's there. She's like packing up witch shit. Uh, And Haley shows up. Witch shit at the cemetery to pack up. Just have it at your home. I don't know. And I also don't know if it's like a handy place to store shit. (laughs) I was like, wait, actually, maybe it's because a lot of vampires can't get in there. Oh, fair. Yeah, that'd be a good place to keep shit. That I think eight to. months ago, they didn't have the boundary stuff, probably, for the vampires. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, the harvest happened, and they're like, we gotta have that boundary stuff. Yeah, which is good. I have a quick question. Okay. Yeah. Do these do these children, mm-hmm. they know that the harvest is called the harvest. Do they know about the thing called the reaping? 
Because I feel like if it's something called the reaping, you know it's not. I think they know about that, but they just think it's literally the power suckage or whatever is coming from the blood, basically, that was come from their palm. That's literally what they think. Because that's what they were taught, apparently. Me at the harvest. Hell yeah, this rules me at the reaping. Oh, fuck, no. (laughs) (laughs) That is the meme that we have to do in this episode. Uh, if only she'd had memes, then she could have known. <laughs> but again, Where she was on it? MySpace. <laughs> she just on MySpace. <laughs> she just told that there would be a demon on her room if she didn't copy a post <laughs> and post it on her page. <laughs> Agnes sent it to her. <laughs> There'll be a demon if you don't send it along. <laughs> you have to send it to ten friends, and she's like, "But my friends are dead." <laughs> Again, when she tells Elijah of her friend, she only had two. <laughs> the very real fear I had as a child when I would receive one of those. Morgan. <laughs> the very real anxiety they would give me the first couple times it happened. And then I was like, these aren't real. You can't let them bother you. <laughs> to myself sitting alone in my desk chair in my dad's den being like it's just computer time you're fine (laughs) morgan it seems like you didn't watch like the chain letter episode of every 90s sitcom every early 90s sitcom i the one i specifically remember is the the home improvement one home improvement of course a show i talked about on cnn's history of the sitcom documentary i need to watch uh most of the episodes of that documentary to see what other sitcoms I explained to people. Oh my gosh, I need to do. My, I'm, I'm shocked my parents have not reached out to me saying they saw you on it yet, which just means they haven't watched it yet, but they will. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, they're going to be so happy. I know I explained Home Improvement. I explained How I Met Your Mother. Uh, okay. Yeah, so I'm excited to see what other things I explained. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> um. So so Haley shows up at the cemetery and is like, hey, I'm going with you. Um, and like, because whatever's out there, it clearly likes me. So I'll keep you safe. Um, and Sophie's like, whatever, you don't want to fucking keep me safe. And Haley's like, Jesus, like, I just want to learn about my family. Like, I want to learn about the Bayou Wolves. Like, I'm coming with you. And then who shows up? But my beautiful Rebecca. Y'all just missed the dogs, Ampies. So cute. Dewey and Daya came by and it was it was very fun. It was so cute. Daya <laughs> gives the best chin kisses. <laughs> I was uh un- unwell. I was screaming. <laughs> <laughs> we both like were holding our face. Faces. We were admiring. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know who's not feeling cutesy and you know who's over it? Rebecca. She's like, you guys are idiots. Uh, I, I called her Rebecca Bing because she said, could you two be more idiotic? <laughs> Amazing. So she's just like, okay, like, you know, like, Klaus and Marcel are going right where you're going. Like, why are you so dumb? <laughs> and Haley's like, okay, distract them because, like, I'm coming with. <laughs> I, I love that so much of the plot is just, like, do a stall and there no one's doing a stall properly. <laughs> No one can do anything right. <laughs> like, the amount of disasters that's like, could you have done this one simple thing? And it's like, no, no one in the show is capable of doing one simple thing without setting off a 
bizarre chain reaction of hurts and jealousies and grudges. I mean, Davina and Elijah are actually the only ones who are successful in anything in this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's because they both, at least today, have are able to keep level heads. <laughs> who knows about later? Uh, so then, at outside Big Augie's Bayou Bar, wap <laughs> wap the the horns are a blowing, and Klaus is talking to Rebecca on the phone, and um, he's like, "Rec, are you mad? I'm out with your ex," and I'm like, "God." fuck already Uh, and Rebecca's like what's all that dreadful hillbilly ruckus in the background hillbilly ruckus would actually be a pretty dope new metal band (laughs) hillbilly ruckus the sequel to hillbilly elegy (laughs) what kind of terminator are you I'm a a ruckus terminator (laughs) I'm a hillbilly terminator So um, Rebecca's like, just like stall Marcel, keep him clear of the bayou for a little bit. Like we're gonna do a mission in the in the bayou, and I have to keep Haley safe for Elijah, <laughs> which you know she begrudgingly will do because it's not like she likes Haley, not <laughs> at all. She's definitely not starting to become her friend. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, Rebecca hangs up, and we uh, go inside with Klaus and Marcel. And Klaus is like, oh, like, my sister's so difficult. <laughs> and he's like, where's your informant? And Marcel's like, oh, he's out snipping around, sniffing around, like, let's get a drink and chat. And Klaus is like, yeah, like, we could chat about a lot of things, like how you haven't returned my brother. <laughs> and Marcel's like, Jesus. <laughs> and uh, Klaus is like, I don't know, what if you just answered my questions about my brother and about Davina? Like, you have a 16-year-old, all-powerful witch at your beck and call. Like, if I had that, you would have questions. You could have had Bonnie, Klaus. You could have had Bonnie. Oh, God, it would have been so hot. It makes me mad every day to think about I think about that uh, that torture scene with Damon, but like what Bonnie and Klaus are doing on the outskirts, and I'm like, that they were looking at each other. They were looking at each other hard. That's what we deserved. So Marcel's like, you're never gonna get her, and Klaus is like, all right, fine. Then why don't you just like tell me how you met? And Marcel says, well, it happened about eight months ago. Eight months ago, you say? <laughs> A very good time. <laughs> It was, at least for Sophie Devereaux. <laughs> she was being cool back then. Uh, so Marcel's like, yeah, so like eight months ago before I banned the witches from using magic, uh, relations between vampires and witches weren't like friendly, but they were like, you know, less hostile. Cut to shower sex. Sophie Devereaux and Marcel are having shower sex. And again, did not stick in my mind. Good for them. Congrats. Con- congrats I, to them. I understand, Absolutely. you know, trauma changes you. But, like, the fact that we had no inkling that Sophie was fun or cool at all until now is just bad. I think I liked Sophie, right? I think Cammie was the one you might have liked. I don't know if you had anything about Sophie at all in your in your head. I can't remember. Yeah, we can't remember but we'll shit. listen back and know. <laughs> I mean, Great. now I, I definitely like her. Cammy, I know mm. that, but I, I, I right. can't think. We can't remember anything related to Sophie. I know. I, I like her gap tooth. I know. I like yeah, that. Yeah, she's cute. Yeah, she's yeah. definitely cute. 
Beatrice, like, she's very attractive. It's just like they give her nothing compelling. And it's just like, this is a waste of a, a beautiful person. And nothing hurts us more than the waste of a beautiful person. <laughs> I mean, Atticus Shane hurts us more. Oh, yeah. I saw he just got um. cast in something, that actor. I was like, Atticus fucking Shane. Get <laughs> out of here. I'm like, a, I'm not like a regular professor, I'm a cool professor. I've smoked weed once. Shut up. <laughs> If Sophie Devereaux him. was the Atticus Shane role. Okay. Hot. Okay. Ooh. Should have been a woman. <laughs> so Sophie, uh, post-coital with Marcel, he's lounging in bed shirtless, looking good. We're She's putting her clothes back on. Fucking in that shower. Dang. Sophie's like, oh, like I hate like dealing with these like militant witches. They suck. And Marcel's like, all witches are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like Sophie's like yeah but my sister's gone off the deep end um, like every 16 year old girl in our, t- in our coven is dying to be one of the four chosen for this crazy ritual Marcel offers to help which is very good fuck buddy etiquette nice of him to offer yeah. I think um, and she's like no 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 you've caused enough trouble and uh, she calls him a dick I gotta say, especially as she's saying how, like, militant her sister's gotten, no wonder he fucking eventually killed her. Like, especially, like, she was, like, leading the charge against, like, yeah. what happened to Davina. Like, fuck Jane Ann. Yeah, like, and, and also, like, like Sophie had already convinced Marcel that she was a, a completely unreasonable person, like, through these kinds of conversations. So, like, of course Marcel did what he did. Um so she's like, you're a dick. Like, you always stir it up with the witches, which is why, you know, we're keeping this sexy little secret between us. Uh, smooch, smooch, smooch. Uh, back in present day, Klaus is like, dang, you and Sophie. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I don't get why Marcel's into Cami if he was into Sophie when she was cool. They seem very different. Like, I don't know what his type is. Like, that version of sophie i get it like rebecca also obviously is his like his type cammy just yeah. is the outlier like tough sassy can can dish it out and can take it like that kind of stuff i mean i guess they but technically Camille's- pretend cammy is that kind of character it just does not work when she tries to do those things yeah <laughs> Klaus is like, okay, so if you didn't help Sophie, she didn't go to you, her secret vampire lover in her hour of need, what did she do? And Marcel, just it's such a good, just like typical Vampire Diaries universe uh, salacious line. He says, she did what any good, what, she, did, she did what any good girl would do. She went to her priest. <laughs> okay, Damon Salvatore. <laughs> hey, like, so much mustard. Uh, but it's cool because I love it. So uh, flashback at St. Anne's Church. We've got Sophie. We've got Father Kieran. We've got Jane Anne. We've got Bastiana, which is the the woman who talks like this, right? Yeah. That fucking Karen. And Agnes. That bitch Agnes. <laughs> Agnes. Uh, you're on thin ice. Testing <laughs> us. So they're all having a meeting at the church. And, like, the witches are like, we need power. Like, we have to do this ritual. And Father Karen's like, um, no, you don't. Find another way. Father Karen is so hot in the scene. This, I think this is when he has the leather sleeves. And I was yeah. like, what's you up? wrote in the chat, leather sleeves. 
And then I had a blazer with leather sleeves I wore a lot. <laughs> I did. I had a one, one blazer with leather sleeves I really used to like that I wore a lot in my agency days. <laughs> Yeah, so Bastion is like, look, the vampire presence in the quarter is growing stronger. We need more power to ward them off. Harsh times cause for like call for harsh measures. And Sophie's like, but this is more than harsh, you know, because of the killing children of it all. Uh, and Jane Ann's like, you don't get it. You don't get it because you don't believe it. But I believe in it enough to put everything on the line for this. Like being chosen for this offering is an honor. So, you know, we don't technically know yet what they're talking about in this moment. But to think about it now with the full context, she's like, I believe in this enough to kill my – have my daughter be killed because I believe she will come back and our, we'll, we'll all get the power that we need to fight off the vampires. And Sophie's like, but what if you did it? <laughs> like, what if it doesn't work <laughs> and nobody seems to be lending any credence to that? wild like consider not killing your child <laughs> good idea <laughs> <laughs> killing your child couldn't be me <laughs> could not be me uh karen's like well i just want you to know like what you're planning to do is not only wrong but it's illegal <laughs> good point uh and jane ann's like illegal in this city full of vampires and it's like look Vampires and humans have an arrangement, just like we have with you guys. We protect the locals. We protect our homes. We look the other way. This would go beyond something we can look the other way about. You're like killing teenagers. <laughs> and they're You're like, doing we need a, this. a massacre. A little massacre. A little mini massacre. And Karen's like, look, I'm the only ally you witches have in this town. And I heard I'm the only ally you, you bitches have in this town. And I was like, yeah, okay, Father Karen. He's hot, like, hot. Very angry and it's very hot. And then uh, we she went a little exposition scene with Sean, Cammy's homicidal brother. Yeah, he looks really sweet and angelic. And Agnes touches his hand and mutters something. <laughs> And Sophie sees this and she does fucking nothing. <laughs> like, honestly, fuck you, Sophie, for that already. Thanks a heap, bitch. <laughs> so then in the present day, Marcel's like, the witches were mad at Kieran. Sophie told me the witches put a hex on Sean and he, like, killed a bunch of people and it distracted Kieran during the harvest. I don't get how Marcel didn't know that Sean was Cammy's brother and that that was uh, Kieran's niece and nephew, actually. That I don't quite get. I remember like Cammy revealing it to us, the audience, yes. and it seeming like it was a secret thing. But yeah, I have no idea how Marcel didn't know this. If Marcel knows Kieran and he know knows Sean, I think he should know Cammy, especially with like the probably the news like reports of it. Like he like he survived by his sister Camille, blah 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 blah, and uncle <laughs> father Kieran. <laughs> but it's also just like. Everyone working for Marcel is incompetent if he doesn't know Cam about Cammy. Where the fuck's Diego? Diego, how did you not know this? Thierry, Thierry knew. knew. <laughs> <laughs> Thierry knew before he was bricked up. He kept all the secrets in his little hat. <laughs> Do you remember Thierry, Jill? He wore a little yeah. hat. <laughs> I was wondering, uh, when this started, I was like, oh, I forgot that they like bricked up that dude. <laughs> That ruled, right? That was so great. <laughs> I fucking loved that. I love that that place is called The Garden. That's spooky as fuck. Yeah. A plus, guys. The Garden was a good idea. <laughs> you were on fire that day, gang. <laughs> you can give me that. Uh, so Klaus is like very pissed about what's been done 
to uh, Sean, the nephew, because of, you know, the uh, mysterious oogly boogly feelings he has about Cammy. So he's all like righteously indignant as if he hasn't done a bunch of bullshit <laughs> to other people's brothers. <laughs> And Marcel's like, yeah, it was pretty fucked up. And Klaus says, like, oh, I might have read about that boy. The boy killed a twin or he was a twin or something. And Marcel's like, no, nah, no, they said he had a twin sister and just doesn't know. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. So he just somehow doesn't know who the twin sister is. I'm honestly. That, yeah. That's feeling on Klaus's part that he didn't teach Marcel to look into things. <laughs> that he knows he had a twin and yet doesn't know he knows the twin. All right. <laughs> Getting sloppy. It honestly makes more sense if he like does know who Cammy is and he got close to her because he felt bad about what happened to her brother. Or to like keep some kind of like tabs on her. But like, yeah, it it uh just 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 quite weird. But anyways, back in the attic, Davina's packing. Her one little old-fashioned suitcase. <laughs> and Elijah's playing with the violin. And she's like, he, he's like, okay, so like about the whole you having to die thing? And she was like, oh, do you have questions? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah. Would you like some more flashbacks? <laughs> and Elijah's <laughs> like, mm, my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so Davina explains, they said the harvest they'd put us for in a state of peaceful limbo as part of the offering. And then at the reaping, yeah. we'd awaken and be reborn. That's what they were told. So basically, the little slice would put them in peaceful limbo. That's what they were told. Not that they would be neck sliced and dead. Not that you, they'd all die screaming with blood rushing out of their throats. <laughs> Jeez. Like, what, uh, did they, what did they think was going to happen after the first girl? No planning. <laughs> they had big, beefy guys to hold them all. Do you remember the big, beefy guys that were in the back going, rawr, 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 rawr. <laughs> I'm going like, to hold this big child. Beefy guys? They're not part of the coven. <laughs> like, were they paid? Were these guys hired to do a job? Are they horrified? <laughs> like, hey, you have to hold this child before she's slaughtered. <laughs> she's going to fight you. <laughs> We gotta put a trigger warning before this episode. <laughs> Fuck. We really yeah. should. This is very violent. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, let's let's uh Con make considering a Kevin Williamson was like not even involved at this point, this <laughs> is very Kevin Williamson. Guys, I gotta say, this is super off topic, but I went to see Scream in the cemetery. <gasps> Hell yeah. And when I saw Kevin Williamson's name, I mm -hmm. it I don't know why I didn't <laughs> remember. But I was like, what? <laughs> Our buddy. Our and friend. then I saw Julie Pleck in the credits and I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, baby. Anyways, that's it. <laughs> but also, Jill, you saw Scream. I saw Scream. Talked about it, you fool. I loved it. Yes. It was so much fun. Isn't it the best? You didn't do and it with seeing us, it in and the I'm, cemetery. You know, very upset, but like... But like you a cemetery screening, cemetery. that I was so I, much yes, fun. Yes, I love the Sinespia cemetery screenings. You know, I'm just not mobile. And you know how you do that long walk through the cemetery to get to the... <laughs> yeah, I could not. Yeah. Even with the questions, I'd be like, I'm dying. I've never done that because I don't like to be outside. Have you never done a Sinespia? <laughs> You've never done a cemetery screening? Uh, no, I went to one blankets. Like, like uh, I went to one like park screening of something and i didn't really like it so i like have never gone to the cemetery uh, the, the cemetery one is so good. much fun. Usually, like 
usually the summer like uh, slumber party ones are like just movies catered specifically to me. So I would ah! usually just do those. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Okay. The Scream one was a slumber party one, but we didn't stay for Scream 2. So you're going to watch okay, I'm us. Good. I'm old and I wanted to go to bed. Because you're going right. to watch Scream 2 is ours. Your favorite people. You're going to watch the rest of the Scream with us. Okay. <laughs> Please. I am currently working at this CBS Radford uh, studios because by the time this airs, I won't be anymore. Uh, and uh, they that's where they filmed Scream 3. So they have like this little thing in the cement for like Scream 3 because they filmed it there. And I was like, this place has good energy. <laughs> Courtney Cox had tiny bangs here. <laughs> oh, yeah, Scream 3. Uh, the Scream movie, like, very much filmed on a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. That Instagram Courtney Cox posted of Ghostface with the the bangs and the – oh, very good. Her good Scream comedy. 3 bangs, in case you don't know, Jill, are like Buffy's immense bangs. Ah, oh. <laughs> I did a little gesture for the listener where I drew the length of the bangs like on my forehead as if in Yo. imaginary marker. <laughs> if you know, Looking you know. good. <laughs> it was a choice. <laughs> Jet black hair, those bangs. <laughs> the most natural look. The way hair comes out of your head. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she didn't even try to have that haircut. It just, it grows like that. <laughs> That's what you don't know. Courtney Cox's hair just grows like that. <laughs> um, so anyways, the reaping. Um, so uh, she's basically like the reaping technically was like s- supposed to happen very soon. And if they don't finish all of this stuff before then, it's over. And all I have to do is wait it out. And Elijah's like, okay, what happens then? She says, uh, then they're punished and I'm free. Um, and He's like, you're free of Marcel. And she goes, no, I'm free of magic. All of us will lose our powers and I'll get to be normal. She just wants to be normal, normal. even though she hasn't been talking like she's normal for episodes. Yeah. If her goal is to be normal, she's certainly not like dressing for the job she wants to have, you know, like so to speak (laughs) in terms of her own behavior. (laughs) I really like, I wonder, was she raised like that though? I I feel like she might've been like at least presented as quote unquote normal because like her friendship with Tim. So like she had friends outside of the coven at least too. Yeah. She was friends with the boy who played the fiddle. I was going <laughs> to say not to, not to hate anyone who plays the fiddle, but mm-hmm. he played the fiddle. So like, yeah, <laughs> that's some like homeschool shit. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, that's what you do in New Orleans. That's what you do in NOLA, baby. <laughs> Again, apologies to all kids who were in strings. I played the viola, so I I played the clarinet about myself. Fucking dorks. Um, <laughs> did you play anything in school? No, I did not play anything because I'm not a fucking okay. dork. Fair, <laughs> but yeah. Um, in the like the new leverage, uh, I guess continuation. Basically, it, uh, they film on location in New Orleans. Actually, so they mm-hmm. they got uh, Nola Architecture. Their home base is like. Uh, this very cool bar and like a lot of it because obviously while they filmed originals in Atlanta, like it was inspired so much mm-hmm. about by the new Orleans arch- architecture. So it, it's very nice to see that, which is a lot like um, the Michelson Marcel uh, domain. Oh, cool. 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 That's dope. Um, 
so uh so this is like you know where we really find out like Davina's like full deal like her want is just to be normal which makes me so sad and Elijah's like that's really all you want and she's like yeah I don't want to be what I am I can't control this like this magic hurts people even when I don't want it to like why would I want that that made me really like Davina it's like that that is a teenage girl yeah, like the idea of not being able to control like a, a big piece of your thing and like lashing out and hurting people that you don't want to, like that is very yeah. rooted in uh, very real teenage girl emotion. Yeah. yeah. Um, Finally passed really like, in, like the, the cryptic sexy baby stuff that like didn't work, but like her just being herself worked so much better. Yeah, this like this works a lot. So Elijah's like, you must miss your friends, and and Davina like talks to him about her friends, uh, Tim the fiddler and Monique, <laughs> um, who was one of the four for the harvest. Um, and uh, this is where Elijah learns that uh, Monique's aunt was Sophie Devereaux, who was against the harvest. And Elijah's like, oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> Good. Uh, then. Over in the bayou, <laughs> I write in my notes, bodies, slashy slash. <laughs> and I was like eating dinner at this point, And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> See, I made sure to eat before it ends. I was lucky. Uh, I was working. <laughs> um, Rebecca does not like the bugs. Uh, and um, But they are interrupted from that conversation by the fact that there's just all of these witches' bodies. They're bloody. They're ripped apart. There are like deep, scratchy gouges in the trees that are also blood stained. Like, this is very fucked up and very violent. <laughs> oh my God. Gerald, was this you? <laughs> and he's Gerald, keep the trees. And the masters haunting me. <laughs> um, so they're like, "Is this like? Are those wolf tracks? Like, what the fuck's going on?" And then before they can really suss out what's going on, uh, Thomas, Marcel's informant, shows up and is like, "Ah, what's going on here? An original?" And then he runs away, and the girls have like fully been found out <laughs> because nobody can do a stealth ever. <laughs> then um, we do this like big. Like, we're cutting between a lot of locations. We're cutting in between Big Augie's Bayou Bar, uh, (laughs) the attic, and, like, the harvest flashbacks. So Klaus is, like, talking to Rebecca, and and he's like, so you were caught? What the fuck? (laughs) And then you lost the informant? And Rebecca's like, yeah, okay, yes. (laughs) Yes, I'm terrible at everything. Shut up. She literally says, and now that we've established that I'm a failure as a sister and a friend and an original, <laughs> you should probably get his way to Marcel's right now. <laughs> so, like, he's a skinny guy. He's in a hurry. Looks like he saw a ghost. And class is like, fucking fine. I will handle it. But I need a distraction. And Rebecca's like, cool. I'm on my way. <laughs> so more stalling Hi. on top of the stalling. And also, I guess uh, I, we didn't think to note this earlier, but if you note this, um, as we we're talking about how good this episode is, it was written by Julie Pleck and uh, Marguerite McIntyre, of course. <gasps> our Whoa. surf, Liz Forbes. Mom! <laughs> <laughs> I love Great her. job, ladies. <laughs> Women can do anything. <laughs> Women can do things. It's true. 
So uh, Klaus goes back inside and is and like Marcel's like your sister again. She says, "Yeah, she craves attention, <laughs> like no one else I know." <laughs> As if everything Klaus does when he cries his mascara tears down his cheeks is not just screaming, "Love me, notice me." <laughs> Shut up, you old bitch. The, first, the next episode is probably going to just open with him, like, bitching to Cammy. This is unacceptable. <laughs> Camille. <laughs> so, uh, Marcel's like, look, I am not kidding around, though, like, about the story. Like, I've done a lot, but I have a rule about kids. So, uh, then, in the attic, Davina is telling her story, and she's like, no mm. one but Sophie questioned the harvest. Not even my mom. Not even me. Like, we were so stupid to, like, think this was an honor. And she says, we were, like, let out like princesses, and my mother was so proud. And so we see, like, the – like, I think it's, like, the graveyard. Yeah. I want to go back real quick just about um, Marcel's thing with kids and the kids being reviews because he does bring that up numerous times in the episodes. And obviously, you know, that harkens back to, like, what we see was his origin. But let's just remember, he wasn't just abused. He was a slave being intentionally abused because he was – the child, like the bastard child of like the slave owner. Let's just acknowledge that real quick because obviously we know this show, this uh, franchise's uh, history with uh, talking about slavery and just glossing over things. Yes, uh, very fair. Um, so, like, this comes from a very personal place for him and a very like painful place for him so like it's it's important it is really important and i'm glad you brought it up latoya that like you understand fully that when he sees what's happening to these girls like not only is it like awful in the way that it's awful to all of us to see but like for him it's like triggers a very specific kind of like trauma and anger um and so um so into our flashback we're at the graveyard everyone's led there we start the ritual the girls kneel ancient greece 2000 years ago <laughs> ancient, very ancient greece very 2000 years ago um all the elements are called um and then there's this big magic knife and they're like so this magic knife uh that cuts your palms is going to put you to sleep that's what they girls. told him that's what they told him and then they're like, and later at the reaping, you'll be resurrected, which um, waking up from sleep is not being resurrected. <laughs> so maybe that should have been the first clue, guys. <laughs> <laughs> not to victim blame. I would never. But I do just want to say. Morgan, we know, all know how, about, how you're always victim blaming. I mean, just listen to everything we said about Justine. <laughs> <laughs> you know how much I famously hate victims. <laughs> So she's like, yeah, they said we'd like we'd awaken together and be more powerful than ever. And it was just as we rehearsed it. All that was left was the little cut on our palms for the blood sacrifice. So the first girl steps up and then Sophie shows up and is like, no, like, stop this shit. Like, you can't do it. This is fucked up. This is fucked up. But a bit, one of the big beefy guys grabs Sophie and like covers her mouth and pulls her back. And Davina's like, even Sophie tried to stop it, but like we still didn't understand. And um, Sebastiana says to this first girl, to be born, you must sacrifice. Do you have faith? And the girl nods and she holds out her hand because she's expecting a little tiny palm slice. And instead, her throat is slit. Yeah, and Jill, everyone what were you screams. <laughs> As they should. What the fuck? <laughs> These are teens. Jill, were you expecting the throat slice? No. This episode is so graphic. 
that they were able to show kids uh, having their throats cut on the CW. Yeah. Woof. How did that, how, how did that happen? (laughs) I mean, they must have argued like this is like the, one of the big sins of our season. And like, we are specifically like depicting it to talk about how awful it is and how brutal it is. I bet there was a lot of talk about like how many frames there could be of that shot Mm -hmm, and all that. Like I would, I would be curious to know what their restrictions on that kind of thing were because it was really effective. The whole whole scene is just horrifying with all the other girls like screaming and being (laughs) the big guys holding them. Such big men. Big, beefy guy. <laughs> and all of these girls, like, looking to their parents yeah. to be, like, saved and only to, like, be faced with, like, the – just, like, no, this is, like, what has to happen. Like, we're all cool with this. We knew about this. We just didn't tell you. Like, like that – Shitty parents. Awful parents. The most garbage parents. I genuinely, because I'm um, awful, uh, wish we could have lived in the scene a longer and had a more like sustained sequence of tension. But I also like, I bet that was not in the cards in terms of like what were they that what they were allowed to show and depict and stuff like that. I just think you could have like, I would have liked to have like felt the dread and had it move a little slower, you know. Yeah. Um, and really spooky. <laughs> well, you don't see. Um... Her friend, mm-hmm. you see it from behind. So I guess you only get that one. Yeah, for the well, shock. Then she like she turns around. Mm-hmm. And you see like her bloody neck. Like uh, yeah, that's that's like another thing where like you can see things like post violence if you don't see the action of it a lot yeah. more. Like I know that's how Hannibal got away with a ton of stuff. But um, yeah, it was really fucking striking. Uh, Latoya, do you remember your first time around seeing this? Were you like shocked? I, I, yeah, I think I was definitely shocked, um, but that's pr- I think that's pretty much all I really, like, really remember. But other than like, yay Marcel for saving the day, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, and of, of course, like fuck Agnes always. Absolutely, <laughs> Agnes, thin ice bitch. Agnes is on um, site. Is Agnes still alive currently? Yeah, count your fucking days, girl. <laughs> Agnes is tripping and bopping around. She's she's still ring leading this shit. Jill is coming for you. (laughs) So then Elijah's hearing the story. He's like fucking appalled. He's like, everyone knew that was going to happen. And Davina's like, yeah, except for the four of us. And um, that is awful. Uh, We go back to the flashback. Davina's like screaming. Monique is called up next. Davina is pleading. This is her best friend. Um, But like she's brought forward and she's like, I begged someone to help. My own mother turned away from me. Sophie screamed and screamed for her sister to do something, for anyone to do something, but it didn't happen. And, like, you know, it's like Sophie's, like, yelling to her sister, like, do something about this. And Jane Ann's like, eh. Like, I do think this is – this is one of my, like, big problems, I think, with the season is that this is inherently more interesting than what's going on now with all of yeah. the witches, which is very boring. Like, I just think – I would have rather like lived in the status quo of all of this stuff mm-hmm. for this many episodes rather yeah. than like something happened in the past. Yeah, they're with like for, until this episode, they're withholding the actual stuff that the witches are up to and Sophie is up to. 
Which is something these shows like really don't commit the sin of a lot, I think. Like, for the most part, like, the Vampire Diaries, as far as we've seen it, has been really good about not withholding things for dramatic sake. Like, usually they're like, a bunch of stuff is always going to be happening and it's always going to be interesting and we're never going to be, like, hiding conflict from you because conflict is, like, what makes our stories move but this feels like i I think they just got themselves into like a tricky thing with like the timing of yeah i think there's a lot of withholding in the season and i think we i think we've talked about it before like this season feels like the prologue to what the actual show is starting in season two actually so Mm because i I don't recall like with withholding being a part of the series like after this first season so does this does this show continue being this dark because this is like, there's some actually yeah, some really dark shit ahead. Actually, cool. Yeah, <laughs> I'm into that. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I because I was just thinking of final season and how a certain character dies is actually very very dark. <sighs> oh man, <laughs> we're in it. <laughs> then uh, Davina is like, yeah, nobody helped me. It's pretty fucked up. Like Elijah's just looking at this like kid who nobody helped. And it's like, we all know Elijah, but like Davina doesn't. So to think about it from her POV and to just be like, okay, can she trust this person? Like, she might like the cut of his jib, but she doesn't fucking know. And she trusted all the wrong people before. We know that Elijah's good, but also she doesn't. Also trusting adults. Yeah. Like, I feel like she's just like, I can't trust anyone. Because the people who are supposed to protect you didn't. <laughs> and like, all she has is Marcel. And like, I, I get that that... That's, like, such an important bond. Yeah, and, what- and even he's using her. He's not, like, specifically just trying to use her. He wants to help her, but, like, he still is using her. Yeah, like, he still benefits mm-hmm. yeah. from having it, her. It, yeah. it is partially because, like, you know, she wants revenge. So, like, he is using her against the witches, but, like, he's still using her. Yeah, which is, like, really fucked up. And, like, and like that, I you know, I would have loved to, like live in the inception of that dynamic more and to see him kind of like fall for her as a daughter figure in his life to like go from her being just like leverage to being more like I think would have been cool to see and instead we're just kind of put in the like after of that but um (laughs) I may not know you but I still do Uh, can't wait for Davina to cover uh, Confessions of a Broken Heart. <laughs> so Elijah's like, but you survived. So like something happened. Like someone came and intervened. And she's like, yeah, someone did. It was Marcel. <laughs> it was so great. It was so great. Um, he shows up and, and all the vampires start killing all these witches. And it fucking rules because all of them suck. <laughs> and Marcel just shows up and he just like great big hero shots of him and he's there to save the day yeah. and you just understand immediately how Davina sees him yeah and like that's great it is I agree with that <laughs> I'm like tearing up I'm, this like, is a much- really good episode <laughs> yeah yeah I'm thinking a lot there's a a similar um the my reference point for like the flashback to reveal that someone is like someone else's like uh important savior thing yeah that is formative for me is pacific rim when um macklemore we have her flashback where she's like a little girl and she's like stuck in the middle of the disaster and then a big giant robot saves her and then out of the big giant robot 
comes Idris Elba and he's in this like gorgeous hero shot with like beautiful sunlight blasting on him. And you see this little girl look at this guy who's going to protect her for forever. And you know that to him, she'll forever be this like tiny little kid. And to her, he'll forever be this like larger than life thing that came up in like a skyscraper, like sized robot, like saved her life. And I think that's so beautiful. And I just love that for them. And I am now that I am fully committing to this watch, I am feeling good things about Davida and Marcel, and I'm I'm going to not be snarky about them anymore. Um, <laughs> I'm going to cry right now. <laughs> this episode was necessary. Needed to happen. Yeah. So uh, at the bar, Klaus is like, you stopped it. And Marcel's like, yeah. Kieran knew what was going to happen. Um, he was just like all fucked up from like his nephew's massacre. So he left town, but he told me to stop this. And he knew I didn't want the witches getting more power. And I have a rule about people hurting kids. So I did what he asked, but I was too late. Yeah, he saved Davina, but he still considers himself too late because he didn't save the other girls, unfortunately. Yeah, which is, like, another thing that tells you so much about Marcel. Like, the fact that he is just like, no, kids are never a part of this. Like, is, I think, really, really important. And this all only happened eight months ago. Yeah. So it's still, like, heavy on his conscience. Yeah, it's super fresh. Uh, I'm sorry, Marcel saves Davina by, like, snapping the dude's neck who's, like, be- the beefy guy who's holding her. <laughs> uh, and he just, like, set he, like, grabs her and he says, I've got you. And you just know, like, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be okay. So uh, Marcel's like, yeah, there was something about seeing Davina fight. She didn't just go along to the slaughter, you know? And Klaus says, I do, Marcellus. And that's when Joe remembers. And this is where I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty good moment to remember. <laughs> that fucks me up. And that Marcel says, I felt like she and I were kindred spirits. And to think about these three people to kind of like zoom out and talk about it the idea that like all of them as kids like experience something like fundamentally like awful and abusive like the way that klaus is like not biological dad the way michael would treat klaus and like obviously the way marcel was treated fucking awful and the way davina was like betrayed by all these people who were supposed to protect her and the way that like all of them had to like decide to build something else it makes me interested in what davina could do next it like in that context like who will she like take on and take care of and like you know shepherd into like the uh, a freer like state of being and i think that that's cool i really like that yeah <laughs> She just got. She got to grow up a little bit. She got to stop having crushes on fiddle boys. She got to, you know, finish high school first. Get her GED. Well, at least get your GED, honey. Wow, is this our least snarky episode? Our uh, definitely our least snarky originals episode. <laughs> it's, again, it's because there's no cam in the episode. I do think that's a fact. It is. So then. Uh, Our final moment in that flashback is, like, Marcel holding Davina and Sophie kneeling on the ground holding Monique's, like, body in her lap. And uh, Sophie, like, looks at Marcel and Davina. And Davina, like, holds her hand out towards Monique. And a light inside Monique leaks out of her body and into Davina's hand. So then in the attic, 
Davine is like, yeah, every every girl who died, basically, like, I got her power. It's a lot of power. <laughs> yeah. And Elijah's like, so it was working, the harvest. And Davina said something was working, which I think, like, the idea that she even is like, I don't even know what the fuck they were doing. Like, I don't know where the lies start and begin. Yeah. And I think, like, that's fair. Even if it was working in terms of, like, transferring the power, like, that doesn't mean that the whole resurrection part would actually be the truth. It's like maybe yeah, I, if they had killed Davina, yeah. like they all would have gotten powers and no one would come back, you know? Yeah. And she's like, look, it was like I was supposed to be killed so the harvest could be completed and then we'd all get resurrected. But they lied. Like I, I – and she's – and also like I didn't know if they were lying but also I just didn't want to die. So I let him save me. And it's just like how could you ever bl- – like Davina is like so completely the victim in all of this. Like she – She's just a kid. Like it's really. Yeah, she's, she's a just child. A kid and she needs a hug. A nightmare. <laughs> she's just a kid. She knows that, that it's not fair. Oh, uh, she's alone in her little attic. That's her MySpace song. <laughs> so then in the bar, Klaus is like, "Wow, like very cool. Like uh, Davina must realize that you owe her as much as she owes you, right?" Like, you never could have banned the witches from using magic without her. And Marcel's like, well, I mean, she doesn't like them, and I'm protecting her, um, and they want to kill her, so I'm actually really good. (laughs) I'm an unqualified hero. And Klaus is like, yeah, but, like, if they get her back, you lose your power. And Marcel's like, yeah, but Davina loses her life. And so it's interesting the way, like, both of them – view this yeah class is seeing this just like as a chess move and uh marcel seeing her as you know a person but he's not not seeing her as a chess move as well which i think is kind of like what klaus is needling him about although i do wonder how much of him seeing her as a chess move is just him being performative around klaus honestly and like the family i i agree but i also think like he hasn't considered what losing her would be like he's like it's not i don't have to think about it because i'm not gonna lose her like i'm not gonna i'm gonna be fine like i'm going to have her as my surrogate daughter that i care about and as my chess move so like i don't have to think about the the opposite well, yeah because if he, he loses her then he's uh no better than klaus yeah uh-oh <laughs> so rebecca shows up and she's like how drunk are you guys and klaus is like skating on the yeah. razor's edge as always because like <laughs> Here I am to be a distraction. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> so he leaves and Rebecca's like, wow, he hasn't been this drunk since the 20s. <laughs> Cute. I remember that. <laughs> uh, we miss you, Steven. <laughs> oh, I miss you so much, Steven. Oh, uh, Steven. God, it's so hot. Jill, have you rewatched that episode, by the way? I haven't. I was going to wait for you guys so we could all do it together. We should do a live watch. Yeah, we should do a live watch of the end of the affair. Yeah, let's do yeah. it. So we can like needle you and be like, do you find them hot yet? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um. Okay, but back to Marcel and Rebecca who are being so fucking hot. Um, I, truly. Yeah. <laughs> I can't live. Um. Marcel's like, are you like here to take him home? And she's like, yeah, why else would I be here? He's like, I don't know. 
Like, maybe to make sure, like, I don't tell any secrets, like, you don't want getting out. And she's like, well, you don't want to get on the wrong side of me. And Rizal's like, oh, Rebecca Michelson, you do not want to be on the wrong side of me. And their faces are so close. (laughs) Their facial expressions and the nearness and then the dialogue. I was like, "Uh, what? (laughs) After all this violence and then there's this. (laughs) I think it was – at the same time, they were both on ABC Family series as love interests who, shockingly, aren't chosen. Because, of course, she was uh, Emily's uh, girlfriend, Samara, on Pretty Little Liars. And mm-hmm. he was a boyfriend on Switched at Birth that, who, who was not chosen as Endgames for some reason. Ew. <laughs> what are people thinking? What are they doing i forget every time you say to me that she was on pretty little liars i remember it again and i like, remember can't her in her hats it. her <laughs> little hats oh my god michael and i watched like two or three episodes of pretty little liars together and he was like not vibing with it and he's like obviously this is like kind of crazy but he wasn't like getting into it very much and i was like but you gotta get to we the gotta. episode with the storm where they're all trapped in the school and then uh <laughs> and, and aria and noel khan sing a little song because that's where it turns. And again, I will never stop laughing. At, like the mid-season finale, there's like, you know, the product placement is the car thing, the, the yes. car contest. And Emily, yes. who is being chased and is knocked out, she she ends up winning. And then the next she episode, the when they return from hiatus, you see the car outside her home with a bow because she won the car. Congrats, Emily. <laughs> uh, Emily, um, the dumbest lesbian alive. Emily is Michael's favorite. (laughs) So somehow they don't kiss. Somehow I remain conscious. It's not allowed. Um, (laughs) Do either of you guys want to say a thing about how much they need to fuck um, before we move on to the next scene? Or have we covered it? I mean, my note is just an all caps smooch. So smooch please in all caps. I am begging. (laughs) I am Much like us in Angel season three. (laughs) Yes. Oh, we were so desperately horny, Jill, throughout multiple points in season three of Angel. Yes. (laughs) Man, maybe I do need to come on. (laughs) I have like cried horny tears on the show. Um, And I, uh, yeah, I'm I'm unwell. And I cried very real tears about Buffy and Angel <laughs> while we were filming our, r- while we were recording our finale. You did We made it a Patreon exclusive. <laughs> it is a Patreon exclusive that's coming out in a couple of days and maybe we'll <laughs> But yeah, I made some, oh, I made some art for it that I think you'll really <laughs> like that I'll send you later. Morgan's classic art. Please do. A screen, made from a screen cap from Bad Eggs. <laughs> Everyone's favorite episode of Buffy. <laughs> the, the bad eggs of it all. <laughs> so. It's probably the best part of the clip. Um, so then outside the bar, Klaus finds Thomas and is like, Thomas, great. Like, uh, like you're here. And then he's like, ah, oh, yeah, cool. Funny how people can be gullible. <laughs> Next snap. Cute. Fun. Klaus is doing good this app. I, I, this is a good Klaus app. He had his uh, little I, Henley on. He's poor, doing his thing. Poor Thomas had to go to sleep. He's not even like necessary because like Marcel doesn't give a fuck about what Thomas has to say. There's he's like already a weird so thing horny. That happened in the bayou, and Marcel doesn't actually care. <laughs> nope. 
just here for a little distraction of his own. Uh, so then in Davina's room, Elijah has fixed the violin. Yay! And he's like, you can return this to its rightful owner. It's restored. And Davina's like, I don't know if I'll ever see him again. And she's like, very sad. Um, and then the the room starts to shake. And Elijah's like, shit, um, this power is way too fucking much for you. Uh, and he says, look, I um, just want you to know, like, you need practice and instruction. If you free me, I will give you my mother's grimoires, which will have, like, stuff for you that should help. Hmm. Time for baby's first deal. <laughs> you put in the chat, baby's first leverage. <laughs> <laughs> baby's first leverage. So Davina makes a deal. Um, like, Because, like, she's like, how do I know you're not manipulating me? And Elijah said, this isn't manipulation. It's one thing in exchange for another. I'm offering you a deal. And I'm like, the first, the first deal – you never forget your first deal. <laughs> uh, and also, it's not like the grimoires are useful to anyone in the family, unfortunately. Yeah, nobody's magic. So then, over uh, at the bar, Klaus comes back. He finds Rebecca. And Klaus is like, cool, like, where's Marcel touching up his lipstick? <laughs> and Rebecca's like, I don't know. Like, it's gross in there. Like, where did he go? And then <laughs> they both have just been abandoned. He ditched both of you fools. <laughs> so dumb my beautiful dummies he was stalling them haha poor thomas got his next set for nothing again marcel did not care about the thing that's actually a really a big deal but he did not care he was about to nah. skip town scheming so then um Marcel busts into Davina's room and is like, cool, this is our shot, like, ready to get out of here. And she's like, yeah, I can't wait. Uh, and he's like, cool, we'll leave Elijah's, like, an olive branch, um, and we're we're off. So they go out in the church, and then as she's leaving, suddenly the magic shakies start up again. <laughs> and it seems like everything's, like, a big old earthquake. And Marcel's like, what the fuck? She What's goes, happening in Davina? She goes full <laughs> Drusilla, basically, the air it worries is what's happening here. It's all wrong. Uh, and she's like, something's wrong. And she like faints uh, into his arms. And he's like, fuck, I guess I like can't remove her from this place. <laughs> what? So uh, very funny. Then we flash back to the first time he took her into the attic. And he's like, hey. Like, it, like things are like very hesitant between the two of them. And it's not the like warm chemistry that we're used to. And she's like, um, he's like, you know, like no one's going to look for you here. I can get anything you want. Like, what do you like to do? And she's like, oh, I like to draw. Yeah, we and saw her like, little cool. scribble drawings. <laughs> All the angry drawings she did. <laughs> Fucking not another teen movie ass drawing. <laughs> Janie Briggs up. <laughs> Uh, so Davina, like, she's like, you know what I really want, though? I want to make them pay. <laughs> cool. And when did you start talking like an old person? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and after this, I decided I would speak cryptically <laughs> and weird. Like, just not a favor to your actress, you know? Like, very weird. But yeah, uh, love, love, love. So then in the present day, Davina's back in her room. Marcel's gone. And she, like, calls out for Elijah. And he's, like, he, like, comes out of hiding again. <laughs> I love all the shots of Elijah, like, stepping out of the shadows. Like, <laughs> Very cute. And he always just, like, looks around, too. It's like, you've been there. 
you've been in that room. Why are you looking around? Dude, you have like super <laughs> senses. Yeah. Just checking it out. Just scope. <laughs> and Elijah's like, hey, you stayed. Cool. And she's like, you're going to keep your promise? And he's like, yeah. Like, I value my family above everything, and I'm really sorry yours failed you. And Davina's like, okay, but, like, not to throw stones, like, your brother handed you to Marcel in a box. (laughs) Is that not fucking failing you? And Elijah smiles, and he says, well, I've given up on giving up. It's an affliction. I will fight for my family until my last breath. Oh, Elijah. Hell yeah. What a goddamn prince. Oh, my God. That's a man. That's a man. Are you sure he's not a he's dweeb, a man. <laughs> he, is, he is not a dweeb. I take it back. Sorry. <laughs> I took it back long ago. We're going to judge you for that for the rest of your life. <laughs> As you should. <laughs> it was it was harmful to experience for me the first time I heard it. But God, like, Klaus doesn't deserve Elijah, but he does need him. And, like, what Elijah offers his shitty little bitch of a brother um, <laughs> like this this love and this support that's so unwavering like yeah what a fucking man what a what a treat i love him and davina is like well cool because i'm gonna fight the witches until my last breath Ooh, i hope uh these two are never in a fight that pits family against justice <laughs> so then in the church marcel's leaving and Father Karen stops him. And he's like, you're just going to fucking leave her there? And Marcel's like, I'm not in the fucking mood to talk to you about this shit. Like, and I don't owe you explanations. And Karen's like, you were supposed to get her out of here. Like, we failed those other girls, but we didn't fail her. That's why I came to you for help. And Marcel's like, okay, but plans change. Like, he just doesn't feel... It, they they have, like, an interesting and, like, prickly relationship. Like, Marcel doesn't feel like they're equals in any way, shape, or form, and Kieran is very positive they are. Yeah, and I, I, w- I will say, uh, Father Kieran feels a lot more competent than the Founders Council ever really did. <laughs> <laughs> what a high bar to step over. But, no, I fully, fully agree. Yeah. He like is actually intimidating. Like he like it doesn't seem like he's just like a kid playing dress up when he like challenges the witches or Marcel. Absolutely. And um so Marcel's kind of like what the fuck like 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 Kieran insinuates like yeah, you're really interested in her because you found out how powerful she was. And Marcel does not appreciate that. He's like I have been running this fucking town for 8 months. Like you don't get to come back here and like decide to change the way I do things. And Kieran says, "Do you want to be boss? Do you want to call the shots? I call the shots with the humans. Don't make an enemy of me." Stay away from my niece. <laughs> Such a fold. It was, it was, it started off so fucking hard and so intimidating, <laughs> but there is no scary way to say stay away from my niece. Especially when the response is, who the fuck's your niece? <laughs> yeah. He's he says, like laughs at it too. <laughs> he laughs and he says, fine. Who the <laughs> hell is your niece? <laughs> I can't get over it. And then he leaves. He like turns around, and then to his back, Kieran's like Cammy, and Marcel's like, <gasps> "Not the love of my life, Cammy." <laughs> <sighs> what a pickle he's in now. Uh, I'm sorry to any uh, Cammy fans, but I don't. At least for me, it's it's never gonna happen. I'll try this time around. I'll see. I'll try to be optimistic. I will. 
<laughs> I don't remember how I feel, so I'm going in blind again. <laughs> we'll see. Okay, I think you thought she was fine as we've been shitting on her the whole time, but... Yeah, I, yeah I, I don't think I had a problem that, with her. But this has clearly been the best episode, and she's not in it. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> but they did have that little like costume party with the aerialist. Where I everyone that. thought that, you know, Klaus and Rebecca were a Rebecca couple. were dating. Yeah. <laughs> the best thing in the world. It's like, finally, everybody gets it. It's like, so far, we've seen Sophie can be cool. We've not seen the same for Cammie. And Tafina also. Yeah. When... Cammie gets up at a bar and is like pouring shots in people's mouths. Maybe I'll think she's cool. And smooching a lady. Yes. That's what her deal should be. It's like, yeah, she could be like, I do psychology, but also like just be coyote ugly at work. Yes. So then uh, in the bio. <laughs> I just thought about lesbian Maria Bello. How it's homophobic <laughs> to you. <laughs> it was homophobic of her to replace Rachel Weisz, even though she is a lesbian, because it was homophobic <laughs> to me. <laughs> The person we must center at all times in our discussion of the mummy. <laughs> I staunchly believe <laughs> such an idiot. Uh, so then in the bayou, Haley and Sophie are like getting back to Sophie's truck. And Haley's like, so like this vision that you don't believe is true about my baby, like did all of this is like the reason all this violence happened. And Sophie's like, yeah, like Sabine's a drama queen, like. You kind of like can't take what she says too seriously. Uh, I wish she kept her mouth shut. Hot, so I would take her seriously. Yeah, and like, how dare you talk about hot Sabine when you, besides this episode, which you've been interesting, have been so boring. I will say, I am very happy. <laughs> Sabine does not seem like she was part of the harvest. Yeah, she had visions, but like, it doesn't seem like she's part of the extremists, as they were saying. She's like, she'll let them know shit, but like, I don't think she's part of it. Good, good, good for Sabine. Um, and Haley's like, okay, so the harvest, you also didn't believe in that. Were you right? And Sophie goes, no. <laughs> like, I was super fucking wrong. It was working. It was real. And Haley goes, so if that was real, how can you be sure Sabine's vision isn't? Pretty fair question. <laughs> yep. And <laughs> the answer is actually because I'm scheming. <laughs> I'm doing a little scheme. Uh, so then at the abattoir, Marcel walks in to the courtyard. And Klaus is waiting for Klaus him. Is on a railing. <laughs> Klaus is, like, five episodes in, Klaus is done playing nice. He, he's given up his plan completely. Not he ready to a, make nice. A balanced king up there, just, like, doing bar. <laughs> he's not ready to make nice, but also he is a gaslighter, as we all know. True. I cannot, like... All I could think of was the That 70s Show He Likes to Be Tall thing. Like, I was like, why are you doing this? <laughs> and Klaus is like, you're pathetic. You tried to distract me. <laughs> Marcel's like, Dude, you did you're not thing. taking Davina from me. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, you taught me to protect what's mine. That's what I'm fucking doing. And Klaus is like, look, Marcel, the strong always take from the weak. And Marcel's like, ugh. If you're so strong, you wouldn't have run away from New Orleans like a little bitch all those years ago yes 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 and that's yes. what gets Klaus yes, yes. to snap of course Klaus, Klaus who he down who hates Michael so much not realizing he's just like Michael absolutely has not learned from like the sins of his father like at which is such come on Klaus you've had a very long life you've had a lot of time he's had so much time to think about things and he never does 
And he spent his whole life running away from becoming a better person, running away from anything that challenged him (laughs) because he is, as Marcel says, a little bitch. (laughs) So Klaus, uh, you know, jumps down and does a flying punch to the face with Marcel. And he's like, you've been playing king with a bunch of children. Like, don't mistake me for one of your Nightwalker lackeys. I'll take Davina anytime I like. And then Marcel is knocked away by someone zooping pretty dang fast. (laughs) Who is it? It's Elijah. He's like, nobody hits my brother but me. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, King. (laughs) I love him so fucking much. Uh, We cut to uh, Rebecca and Haley having a drink. uh, And Rebecca's like, that was your last fucking trip to the bayou. I don't care if I have to get you a leash. Also, Morgan, it's not Rebecca and Haley having a drink. Yeah. (laughs) It's not? Well, no, because Haley can't drink. She's pregnant. <gasps> no, ah, that's the whole point of the, right? <laughs> the moment. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you. I'm stupid. Uh, and then it's this great moment where, like, um, like she gives Haley the drink, and Haley's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then Rebecca's like, oh, right. And so she drinks Haley's drink. <laughs> and then her own, a woman after my own heart. And she's like, ah. Like, Rebecca's like, okay, well, if you ask me, family's a pain in the behind when, you know, Haley's talking about, like, I think, like, these people might be my family. Like, that's why I care about learning about all this shit. I'm sorry. I'm just imagining (laughs) Rebecca telling Haley all about Matt Donovan because Haley has not met Matt Donovan despite being best friends with Ty. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, Tyler mentioned him. He sounds like a really sweet guy. (laughs) Drunk Rebecca just going on and on about him. He's so dreamy. <laughs> talking about the threesome. Uh, talking oh about God. the threesome. Um, so Haley made this comment about like feeling like alone, and Rebecca's like, alone? How dare you? I ruined my boots for you. You should have slapped her. I know. Uh so then Klaus comes in and Rebecca's like, hey, and then who comes in after Klaus? The one they want to see. <laughs> yeah. Rebecca, when she sees Elijah, and she's so thrilled, and he's so thrilled, and they hug each other, I couldn't. I was, it was too much for me, man. It was so sweet. He's the one sibling who treats her well. The, the singular. The one nice person in her life. The only good one to her. And um, and Rebecca's like, you're safe. Like, um, cool. Now that you're home, are you going to kill Klaus? <laughs> Hilarious. And then Haley... Makes a look. Mm-hmm. She does a little tuck her hair behind her ear. <laughs> yeah, we get it. We get it. So she leaves and Elijah goes after her. And Rebecca's like, what the fuck? Like, I'm here. <laughs> uh, so then out in the backyard, Haley's like, you're back. And Elijah's like, I'm back. And then they look at each other. They're both so hot. <laughs> yes. Yes, they are. How are we to live? They're looking, they're looking, they're looking. It was really hot. And then she slaps him in the face. Even hotter. Which again, hot. Yeah. <laughs> Even hotter. And she says, don't make promises you can't keep. And then, welcome home. <laughs> hot, 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 hot. So what was the promise? <laughs> that he would, well, he like, said he wasn't going to leave. Yeah. And he did. Okay. Because he didn't just get captured. He, like, got captured and then decided he was going to stay behind, even though he could have left. 
Yeah, he was also like, I'll be your ally here. Like, I'll protect you from my brother. Like, I will make sure you and the baby are safe. And, like, then he disappeared. I'll make sure my brother doesn't call the baby that. Yeah. (laughs) And the way Elijah, like, touches his face where she slapped it and, like, has a faraway look in his eye, he has it bad. (laughs) And why wouldn't he? I want Haley to slap me. Oh, my God, please. It would be an honor. (laughs) Phoebe Tonkin, slap us. (laughs) Please. Please. (laughs) We're begging. Uh, So then um, we're back in the study. Elijah has taken his jacket off and he has rolled his sleeves up. And it's a look. And he's like, everything that brought us here to New Orleans was a lie. Sophie fabricated all of that shit about, like, the struggle for the quarter, the war between the vampires and the witches. It wasn't over territory at all. It was over Davina. Then at Russo's, we see Sophie and Jane Ann talking in this flashback. And Sophie's like, I'm like, this is so fucked up. I didn't know the harvest was real. And Jane Ann's, like, sobbing. And she's like, I'm, like, like the one thing that you were sure of is that I was wrong. Yeah, like, well, that's yeah, so fuck fucked you, up. Jane Ann. I'm glad you're dead. <laughs> Yeah, she's like, I wouldn't have risked my daughter's life on a maybe. And now she's dead. I mean, it was still a maybe. You had no proof. It's literally, it's faith and religion and all that stuff. And you can have all the faith and belief in the world, but, like, you have no proof until it, like, it actually happens. So, like, <laughs> fuck you, Jane Ann. Absolutely fuck you, Jane Ann. Uh, the official stance of the Empire Diaries is fuck Jane Ann Devereaux, correct? Yeah. Yes. I, I don't think about her at all, ever. But, like, when I do, <laughs> I hate her. I think, fuck that bitch. Uh, <laughs> so they're like, oh, my God, like, we have to find Davina. We have to finish the harvest because if we don't, like, Monique and those other girls die for real. And I'm like, they have names. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're, they're, they're those other girls. There's, there's those so, other Sophie. and girls. <laughs> Oh, yes. Uh, So then Sophie's like, cool. We are going to find a way to get Monique back. It'll be our little secret. We'll do it together. I'll seal off the cemetery from the vampires. I'll find Davina. We'll stop Marcel and finish the ritual, even if I have to slit Davina's throat myself. Okay, child killer. (laughs) What the fuck? Child killer. (laughs) Kiss, kiss, kiss. Complete just trigger warning on this entire episode yeah (laughs) absolutely because like i'm sorry but if you have decided that what you need to do is murder kids you're not on the right side of history it was working but you still have no confirmation on the actual resurrection part yeah at least you could like save a life at this point not killing davina like ugh, it's so gross so then back in the study Elijah explains, like, eight months ago, Sophie and Jane Ann lost everything. Four months after that, a young pregnant girl wanders into their restaurant and they have hope again. Jane Ann sacrificed her life so that her sister could use you to find Davina. And they're like, if Sophie is it, it gets Davina, she can return Jane Ann's daughter back to life. We thought we were here to wage a war for power, but this is about family. In order to return her niece to life, Sophie Devereaux will fight to the death, and that makes her more dangerous than anyone. Cut to Cemetery, the rain. (laughs) Sophie kneels in front of Jane Ann's grave and stares at it. I think that's unnecessary. It's possibly network notes. I feel like we get it, and also, like, 
this is the best Sophie episode. You, you don't need this scene. Don't yeah. end it on the worst Sophie thing. Like, <laughs> we get the thing. But that is, that's, you know, saints and sinners. Sinners and saints. That's even sinners and saints. <laughs> <laughs> and what an ep it was. And, and this time I won't forget it. Again, it was the best episode so far. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I'm going to remember it this time around. <laughs> Sophie kissed the girl. I'm she fucked Marcel. I'm going to remember Coyote Ugly <laughs> Sophie. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not gonna leave my brain. <laughs> you can try to resist. They try to resist. But you know, but you know, but you know, but you know that they know. Somehow we're all singing the same song, but at like different tempos, at different times. And I think that's what people want to hear. Yeah. That's what they've been missing. <laughs> oh God! But in um. In other news, in other segments that people might be missing, do we want to talk rankings and crushes? What? Oh, shit. <laughs> I knew she forgot. I knew she'd forget. Oh, my God. Hold on. Yeah. I was like halfway through. I'm like, Jill's going to forget to do rankings, isn't she? Hold on. I got this. I got this, guys. I'll wing it. She's going to do it. Okay. So I'm looking at what I had last time. Uh-huh. It's pretty solid. Let me do some yeah. rearranging. What was last time? <laughs> what, was, so what was last time for the listener and the Morgan? Last time was number six is Father Kieran. Mm-hmm. Number five is Klaus. Hmm. Whoa. Number four is Elijah. Three, Rebecca. Two, Haley. And one, Marcel. Okay. okay. Hell yeah. So... Why don't you guys say your crushes <laughs> while I do some rearranging? <laughs> good. 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 Good, good, good. Crushes. Crushes was hard for me. Yeah. Because I'm like, should I pick Coyote Ugly Sophie? Yeah. Because it's the only time I'm ever attracted to her. Yeah, it's so much juice. I think we have to pick Coyote Ugly Sophie. Um, Coyote Ugly an amazing film. Yes. One of the best. Cinema. <laughs> My issue with that movie, of course, is that I am not a fan of um, Golden Globe nominee Piper Parabo, so that makes it difficult for me. Everything else surrounding it is- Is she bad? Hmm? No, I'm just like is not a fan of her as an actor. Okay. Okay. Thank God. Anytime someone's like, I don't like someone, I'm like, oh, what no, did well, they I do? Know she's <laughs> unproblematic, and she's like good people, but like, just- You just don't like yeah. her. It's not a fan of her acting That's style. Fair. Yeah, it's, it's just yeah. it's it's not that deep at all. Thank God, oh, it was so cool. They should make Russo's Coyote Ugly again. Like this was a good idea, and they should do it again. <laughs> in my opinion, um, Riverdale's doing Coyote Ugly right now, or they did what? Uh, yeah, Riverdale did Coyote Ugly, and they sang. They that they, of course they sang rather than just dancing. They ruined um, everything. And they, they sang Poison. They no. did a Don't Be Nothing But a Good Time. Stop them. The two the two songs that Brett Michaels would do on Rock of Love repeatedly were whenever he was on a date with a girl and he like needed to like play guitar to her to be romantic, he would play the only slow poison song, which is Every Rose Has Its Thorn. Michaels, who I believe was not like an instrument guy at all, so like he barely can, yeah, he can barely play guitar. 
He was just and vocals. then at every single gig, they'd be like, "Don't be net." Like they would always show that song. <laughs> I have rearranged my my rankings. Woo! <laughs> I have seven. <laughs> and number one is Gerald. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm so excited. I want to meet him. <laughs> He's going to disappoint you. I ruined this podcast. <laughs> okay. Number seven is Klaus. <laughs> he was kind of on one in a lot of parts of this episode, so I do agree that he has to be ranked. Yeah. Um, number six is Davina. Ooh. Good Davina episode. It was. It was. Perhaps Davina's first appearance on the rankings? I think so, actually. Probably. Yeah, most likely. Although you have your weird Disney Channel movie thing, so. Oh, yeah, maybe in, in the first episode she yeah. might have been in there. Starstruck, camera flashing, stop cover it. magazine. Again. <laughs> Never stop. Tell me a story. You thought Paul Wesley was Maleficent, but really, she was Maleficent and he was Sleeping Beauty. And despite me spoiling that every time, you should still watch the second season of Tell Me a Story. And also the first because uh, he's in full dirtbag Wasilewski swag in that. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it is on the list because of that and that alone. Chill, <laughs> uh, who's number five? Number five is Father Kieran. Hell yeah. Leather sleeves. Him and leather sleeves, it's a choice, but also he does actually like rule. Yeah, yeah he's, cool. he's great. <laughs> Number four is Rebecca. Hell, whoa, low for Bex. Well, my She's top so three hot. had to be the top three. Mm-hmm. So coming in at three is Haley. Yeah, baby. I, was she, I already erased last time. Was she above Rebecca last time? Uh, she was. Okay. So she stayed above Rebecca. We know your priorities. Yeah, well. I think it was going to be Rebecca, and then I remembered the smack at the end, and I was like, well. That's <sighs> pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, number two is Marcel. Oh, interesting. And number <laughs> one is number Agnes. One open. <laughs> number one is Gerald. <laughs> <laughs> number one is Coyote Ugly Sophie. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> <laughs> number one is the man, Elijah. Yes. He's uh, so good. He's so fucking good. This was a good Elijah episode. This is a good episode. Yeah. I had a great time. Guys, I'm fucking thrilled. We're back, baby. We're back. We are. Look at your smiling faces. I am so happy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The opposite Uh, of season four. (laughs) Yes, nothing. This will never hurt us. (laughs) We'll never be hurt again. Again, the show only gets better, so. (laughs) Yes, um, uh, fully true. So, like, we do not have a way to... I'm like, how do we end this show again? We don't have a way, we, still. We do plugs, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, um, as we know, I, uh, I don't you... want to plug myself ever. So <laughs> We could just plug uh, the, the Empire Diary <laughs> socials, right? Yeah. Yeah, let's plug those. More has to remember what yeah. those are. If you would like to follow us on Instagram, you could do so at Empire Diaries Pod. And if you would like to follow us on Twitter, you could follow us at Amp Diaries Pod. And if you want to find us on Patreon, uh, there are links on both of those accounts. Yeah. Yeah. So on that note, um, I don't know. Do a sexy slap this week. Yeah. (laughs) I hope hope you get to do a sexy slap to someone this week. Everyone who's listening to this. Or if not, (laughs) just watch the Australian version of the slap. 
Not the NBC version. Absolutely. <laughs> Watch a good show. Correct. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye, bitches. You can try.